Hey, Fletch, a podcast that will equip, coach, and lead those who lead and manage the church. Dr. David Fletcher, also known as Fletch, passion is to hone church leaders in executive roles. Fletch is a pastor for 35 years and loves the local church. He runs spastor.org and receives hundreds of thousands of visits each year and is also featured on Christianity Today's website, managingyourchurch.com. From around the globe, people tune in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Listen in to this podcast as Fletch sets to answer questions submitted by you and asked by me, Tim Samuel. Hey, Fletch, we are pondering outsourcing the cleaning of our church facility. Do you have any data on the pros and cons and the cost-saving metrics? I found an article about Germantown Baptist doing it. Have you surveyed XPs about this before? Well, we haven't surveyed the ex-pastor community on the outsourcing issue. However, I know a church that had a great experience in outsourcing its cleaning to a professional firm. The contract was for $225,000 annually to clean the entire facility. The company specialized in churches, so they understood the church's culture and rhythms. The company worked seamlessly in the background, night and day. The campus sparkled, even older rooms were exceedingly clean. The company cleaned the restrooms during the services, which I, I just doesn't happen in churches very often. So they always looked fresh. It was the cleanest church that I have visited in a long time. The church experienced a high degree of finesse by a company that specializes in cleaning and specialization. Since the company had many large churches and schools, they were experts on cleaning those kinds of institutions. They took cleaning to a whole new level with annual and quarterly processes, such as special antibacterial applications. They were professionals in cleaning and the church did not have to reinvent the wheel on best practices. As a comparison, I visited a government facility. Oh, I feel so bad criticizing this, but it's the truth. I walked into the men's room and the faucet had lost all of its chrome. And at first I thought it was a, a brass faucet. No, all the chrome had come off, Tim, this brass faucet. And it was just this glaring piece of brass. I talked to the owner of, the, of a cleaning company about this, and he said, rookie mistake, they used the wrong cleaner and scrubbed off all the chrome. As for the rest of the government center that I was at, it was on jury duty. It looked like amateurs cleaned it. I, it, was, it was embarrassing to be a taxpayer. So when, for a church, the cost needs consideration. The church that I visited was in a state with a high minimum wage. And consider the minimum wages in Washington, D.C., $12.50, Washington State, $10.50, California, $11, Massachusetts, $11, and on. And this brings the annual wages for staff to over $21,000 a year, plus FICA, $1,600, and benefits. And the medical insurance alone per employee can cost easily $14,000. Uh, and in some cases, the medical insurance costs are more than a minimum wage employee's annual wages. So let's assume that the total wages would be $40,000 per person. 
And with a $225,000 cleaning budget, that would allow for five and a half workers if the church hired them. Now that might be enough people to clean an active church during the week, but not on the weekends too. Add in the cost that the church would pay for cleaning materials and equipment, whereas the outsourcing firm paid for those. Plus the church would need a supervisor for those five and a half workers. So that would save the church one full-time middle management position, plus the HR time in recruiting cleaning staff, which is, can be, depending on your location, pretty tough. By having five and a half less employees, the church's workers' compensation insurance was significantly lower because of a higher accident rate compared to office workers. Facility workers cost much more in workers' comp premiums. The church estimated that it saved eighty dollars to $120,000 a year when all the costs were factored in. If your church is considering this, I would suggest that you get three competitive bids. Compare the bids to the total cost that the church spends on employees, equipment, supplies, and management. See if it makes economic sense to outsource the cleaning to professionals. And make sure that the cleaning company can understand the rhythm of your church. Now, Tim, you've had some experience with this. What's that been? Yes, uh, Dr. Fletcher, I think you nailed it, um, understanding the rhythm of the church. So recently we uh, had to switch the company we outsource with. Uh, we would often find that our uh, paid staff would have to treat them like employees. The thing about outsourcing is that you should have set expectations and they should continue to clean it. The other thing we got nailed on is supplies. Um, they were upcharging us for really cheap supplies. And when your bathroom doesn't smell good, that goes a long way for your church. And so by just changing some few supplies, all of a sudden the bathroom starts smelling good when we, um, when we started to do that. So what we ended up doing was um, letting go this outsource uh, firm and actually partnering with a uh, nonprofit organization called Teen Challenge. Um, so we bring them in uh, with great supervision and they clean our facilities um, as unto the Lord. It's really amazing to see these guys getting a second chance and grinding hard and cleaning these facilities. And I believe it's also honoring to God. So I firmly recommend do this cost study and see what best fits the culture of your church and also how the economics work. Thank you, Tim. That's great insight. Thanks for tuning in. You got a question for Fletch? Go to expasser.org. On the top of the page, hit the button Contact Fletch. He'll be sure to give you a response. And hey, your question might end up on the next podcast. Hey, Fletch, I got your answer about a board meeting going too long. The idea of a written report to the board could be significant for us. Can you give a little more of the rationale? I have some elders who want more information. So the background of this question is a dialogue that I had in a former Hey Fletch column about how do we give the board information? And I recommend a, uh, a four to five page report to the board. And you can read about that in, uh, in the Hey Fletch columns on the expastor.org website. So I call the thinking behind the board report, give, cut, and enable. These are the three things that you can do to help the board be more efficient. And when I mean, when I say efficient, I don't mean just shorter meetings, but really more spiritually productive meetings. 
Let me show you why. First on give. Give the governing board members, could be elders, could be deacons, could be trustees, uh, members, give them information on every major aspect of ministry. Monthly present three to five pages of XP notes with substantial ministry information. Give them unvarnished information. Tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Now, be gracious and kind, but don't hold anything back. Set an atmosphere of if something is not mentioned, then it was an honest mistake and not a political ploy. Set the standard that the XP notes are confidential and should not be shared with others. So you're giving plenty of great information about what is happening in the church. This enables you to go to the next step of cut. You can cut the board agenda time by not discussing most of the items in the XP notes. Encourage individuals to contact the executive pastor with questions before the meeting. Spend as much time as needed with the board member before the meeting to answer any questions. This will cut out rabbit trails of board members during a meeting. However, if two or more people have questions on the same particular item, the XP can ask the chair to add the, the item to the agenda for full board discussion and work with the chair to adhere to this principle. This enables you to get to the third main point of enable. So it's give, cut, and enable. Enable the board to fly higher than tactical issues in the meetings by sharing the XP notes in advance of the meeting. Enable the board members to focus on vision and strategy. Enable the board members to have time to pray longer on vital issues. Don't let them get bogged down in the mud Help them fly higher so they can do the role of that fiduciary function and that eldering function that God has called them to do. From around the globe, you tuned in on Fletch's warm and sound advice. He's a friend and church doctor, bringing an objective perspective, broad knowledge, and vast experience. Hey, don't forget, submit your question on expastor.org. Your question will get a personal report from Fletch. So email us a question by visiting xpastor.org.